Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this bite mentally optimal. As always, building off of that last week's pod about that big bad productivity monster. Today's episode or today's bite is going to focus on how to set work and productivity boundaries for yourself and for others. As always, these shorter pods are going to be quick hitting, something you can usually plug in and implement right away. And Mentally Optimal is a podcast only focused on performance enhancement, as no one affiliated with Mentally Optimal has any background in clinical or counseling psychology. So just to kind of recap, the ability to fully disconnect from work or from working in general feels like it's been completely diminished. With our phones, with our tablets, with our laptops, hell, even people have Apple Watches that give them notifications. We're really just a notification away from basically working at all hours of the day. And then on top of this, we kind of have this glorified view of grind culture. We see it everywhere on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. The idea of having multiple side hustles, things like that matter. Sometimes it feels like where the odds went out if we don't have those side gigs. And if we're not going above and beyond in everything we do, and we're not just kind of putting in all these man hours in everything. And if you listened to last week's pod, I referenced this idea and this burden as something called the productivity monster. Might look different for everybody as to what that monster actually consists of, but more broadly, it's that incessant need to want to keep producing and feel like you're never doing enough. The grind set can quickly turn toxic and further add fuel to the fire that is burnout, add fuel to the fire that is low self-esteem, and can even lead to even further more debilitating mental issues in the long term. So what this calls for is a need to set boundaries, and these boundaries are set for both yourself and for others around you, like coworkers and potentially supervisors. And these boundaries are going to be put into place to ensure that you aren't answering emails at 8 p.m. or opening the computer on a weekend to start a new project. So the first boundary that you can really implement and establish is physical, and it's where you isolate one specific area of your home to do work, and that is it. And this applies to everybody, but it's especially important if you work from home or you do some kind of variation of hybrid work. So if you're on a couch or you're eating at the dinner table, you don't want work or personal projects to interfere with those areas. You don't want to really begin to make that association that everywhere is an area where you can conduct work because you'll carry your phone on you. You might have your laptop at the table. You might hear a little email ping or a Slack message or something like that. And all of a sudden you're already opening your thing, you're eating simultaneously, and you're really unable to detach and disconnect. So if you do establish one physical area, whether it be a home office, whether that be one single chair at your dining room table, wherever you actually get work done, dedicate that to only working. Everywhere else in your house should be an area where you don't work. You do other things where, such as you might eat or you might veg, chill, sleep, things like that. This can add to that idea that you can actually detach and disconnect from your responsibilities and escape that nagging feeling like you need to be doing something. And to kind of reinforce this, feel free to mute your emails after 5 p.m. or put your computer in your designated work or office space at home so you don't hear those pinging of notifications, so you're not dragged back in. So apart from the physical things that you can do, you can also be really deliberate with your work hours. So once the clock strikes five or whenever your workday ends, shut down the computer, close out Slack, mute apps on your phone that have to do with work, do anything in your power to leave work at work. Or in other words, leave tasks for work to actually be completed during work hours. This will get you in that habit of using your time out of work to rest, to recover, and to focus on other hobbies that can rejuvenate you. It also kind of gives you some acceptance that we're not, sometimes we're not able to complete everything 
in a day. And we don't have to bring it home with us and grind these 12, 13 hour days. Now, I understand this will look different for everybody. And some of you might be working these 50 plus hour work weeks. God be with you. That sounds tough. With all that time, it can be really easy to tell yourself, I'm grinding all the time anyways. I might as well just keep on chugging along. And my advice here would be, since you're so deliberate with scheduling tons of hours of work, be deliberate with slotting schedules or times to recover. Say for yourself, I'm going on a hike on Saturday at 9 a.m. I'm going to binge House of Dragons all Friday night. Give yourself something to look forward to. Give yourself something that you know is going to allow you to unwind. That way you're even able to recover a little bit or rejuvenate yourself a little bit as you prep yourself for the next week and in the short term and long term. So that closes this bite of Mentally Optimal. I hope you guys took some things away from it. Let me know what you think in the comments. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, interact on whatever platform you're listening on, and I'll see you all next time.